This is Sean Mandoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. I hope you encounter God and walk in new levels of freedom as a result of listening to this message. Enjoy. What's up, Hopeland Church? Hey, guys. Crystal Gale is here with me today preaching the word, and yeah. we're excited about it. This is, we're concluding our series, Family, mm-hmm. and we're just really going to invite you all into our kitchen today, our living room and our life, <laughs> and um, I hope it ministers to you. Uh, we enjoyed uh, preparing for this together, and so here we go. We're going to conclude Family, um, and I'm going to pray, and then we're going to dive into the Word of God and give you just three things that are really important to family. Yep. Yep. And yep. Um, so <laughs> here we go. No, I'm really excited to be here. I am. Um, we don't get to do this often. Um, and I don't get to be here with our online community often. Um, so this is important to us. Family is a priority for us. Um, and um, there's a grace um, to do what we do, um, and to have the family we have. So God, God, I believe is constantly speaking and giving us strategies for how to, um, to live a life of integrity in our family, Mm. but also, um, in the church as well. And that is something that is an intentional, um, thing that we do. And so that's why it's, it's, what we're going to share today is something truly from the heart. It's something that we believe God um, continues to to speak to us and, and lead us as we're doing this. So our prayer is that out of this, there's something that you're able to grab a hold of um, that will positively uh, impact your life and um, hopefully set you on course um, for whatever's next in your life as well. Yeah, so good stuff. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to start there. So let me pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Yes. Uh, Lord, we pray you speak to us. Um, you speak through us and that everybody is ministered to and that they, I pray that they receive revelation, but they also get something actionable, some something tangible that they can literally begin to live out in their family yes, immediately yes, and and we thank you god we pray mm-hmm. that those are those that are any way connected to hopeland church in this community that lord that they experience healthy family yes, life lord. in jesus yes, name amen amen here we go i'm going to open us up here and so once again uh before i read the scripture I just want to say like so what we're really talking about today is just about how Um, family is literally something that is part of the heart of God and the purpose of God. So we're going to talk about family in the context of doing it in God's purpose. Like that this is how uh, we've um, received from the Lord on how to do family um, in the name of the Lord and under his authority and in his purpose. So this is all about the purpose of God, like kind of like a kingdom mindset. When it comes to family. And we don't have all the answers. Sure like, don't. We're still learning. <laughs> Our kids are still young. And, yes. Um, and we're still young. Sure. 
Um, <laughs> we like to think so. <laughs> but um, we, like I said, we just want you to receive something from this. Yeah. Um, we believe that there's wisdom here. Um, so grab a hold of what you can grab a hold of as we jump in this morning. So yes, here we go. Ephesians chapter 5. Um, I'm going to read verse 22 to 25. I mean, the whole portion here in Ephesians 5, speaking of husband and wife, yeah. is really good. But we're just going to open up with those first few verses. Um, and then we'll go from there. Yes. And so here we go. Ephesians chapter 5. And I'm going to read verse 22 to 25 to begin. All right. So here we go. Uh, wives, submit to your own husbands. As to the Lord. Verse 23. For the husband is head of the wife. As also Christ is head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Uh, verse 24. Therefore just as the church is subject to Christ. So let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Verse 25. Husbands love your wives, mm -hmm. just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. Okay. So, so this is what, this is where we're starting. So we're going to talk about three main things and it's really just like kind of these one, just one word. And so the first thing we're going to talk about here is for a healthy family to do this thing, God's way and in his purpose is the, the, the word here we're going to kind of unpack yeah. is priorities, yeah. right? So priorities, yeah. Um, yeah. And can I just say yeah, something please. about that scripture? Um, just like, I don't, of course, I'm going to focus on the part that says, <laughs> husbands love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. When you read the scripture, when you read about Jesus, and even as he was preparing to go to the cross, uh, and he's in the, the, the garden of Gethsemane and he's praying, and he's like, Lord, take this from me. <laughs> mm -hmm. He didn't want to do it. Like his flesh didn't want to. But then he said, not my will, but your will be done. And, and that to me is the crux of, mm. of loving your wife, husbands. I'm talking about husbands here. Um, mm -hmm. That it might, she might not always be easy to love, <laughs> mm. but it's not your will. It is God's will at work in you that enables you to love your wife, even in those moments where it's challenging to love her. Because it's not, love is not this perfect thing that we see in movies and, and all this beauty and, and hearts and mm. nice music. And, and it's not that's, a Hallmark that's, movie. That's a part of love. That's called <laughs> it's, romance. It's not, it's not all a Hallmark movie. Right. And I love Hallmark movies, but that's not the true full picture. Right. Of what love is. It's a peace. There's a sacrificial part of mm -hmm. love. There's a sacrificial part mm -hmm. of, of um, being in relationship with people where there's an exchange. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think we, we don't want to focus on those things. We just want to focus on what makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. But um, feelings change. Mm -hmm. But the love of God is constant. That's right. So that is where we model our love for each other from. Yes. So priorities. Yeah, so priorities. So this scripture really, I know we talk about this as far as our response to the wife, and as my wife said, in the, and then the wife's response to the husband as far as yeah. honor and respect. And yes, that's, but um, what, the reason why we want to share this is because this constitutes the priority of life mm -hmm. in marriage, that everything else is secondary to this. Yeah. 
Um, so, and we are speaking as pastors and those in ministry. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, at times, you know, I haven't seen a good um, balance of priority with those in ministry. I do see it and I, but there's times I don't see it because I believe sometimes what happens is, is, is we get involved in um, ministry or even work. It doesn't have to be ministry. Um, and, and many times um, the man um, has to evaluate his priorities. Once he gets into family, marriage, priorities change, right? Priorities change. And, and I've seen it where because the priorities are off, uh, ministry, um, the workplace, quote unquote, like doing something to succeed. Sometimes uh, a man's drive to succeed can be um, a vice and a vexation to marriage because he's more committed to success than his wife. And God doesn't take away success, right? But if success is number one in marriage or work or, or, or ministry, or your job or your career priorities are out of order. Yeah. Okay. And I speak from experience. I am, I am, I, I mean, outside of Jesus, I think I would be an alcoholic, no, not no, an alcoholic, no. um, a, a workaholic. workaholic. <laughs> yeah. Not an alcoholic. Um, maybe an alcoholic too, <laughs> but, but a, I really would be a workaholic. I, I mean, um, because I, I am driven. I, I think it's part of it comes from, uh, my my past. I'm not trying to psychoanalyze myself in front of everybody today, <laughs> but this is why I wanted. I really want to talk about priorities because this is where it starts. Yeah. That according to Ephesians five, love your wife as Christ loved the church. There's no other language in Scripture that speaks to that much value to a person mm. other than our love for God, which is number one. So priorities, I've seen it happen where even we spiritualize our workaholic habits. We spiritualize our drive for success. And we have to check that when it comes to the marriage. And it's not necessarily a bad thing to have a drive to want to, to provide for your family, to create a, a healthy future for them. Um, those things come from a good good place just like anything god's put those things in us but we live in this world so it can be distorted right by what society says is needed or mm -hmm. what you think you need that's why all of these things have to submit to um, god's intention and god's way of doing things so it is filtered correctly in our lives um, and why are priorities important um, what you make a priority will define how you live your life, period. What you make a priority will define how you live your life. Okay, so we're talking about why priorities are important. Um, and there are seasons where priorities change. Mm. Like that's just, trust me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's impossible to have a perfect balance 24 seven. It's not but possible. But when prior when when marriage is the priority, it's not that like my wife said, success is bad, the drive is bad. Actually, I believe every wife desires for a husband to work. That is, and <laughs> wants to work. That one wants to work, and it's like because that's where provision comes from. Yeah. So I understand there's a tension here. There's and nuance. There's nuance. Yeah. But when the number one, obviously, is God, 
and then wife is, is second, period. Um, when that is in place, then even the nuances of a week, of a day, of a season, that things might seem out of balance, but because our 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 priorities are straight, we will get back to, we will return to what is healthy, even yeah. in maybe a given week or time or season yeah. that seems a bit, man, you know, we need, we need to go on a date or we need to, yeah. So I, we understand the nuances of yeah. life, but that is why that we must know what the proper priority of God's way of family is. Yeah. Yes. And Sorry. I was going to say, um, <laughs> there's seasons where priorities change, but there should always be certain things that never move regardless of season. Mm-hmm. So, um, Whatever that looks like, you might not be married. You might not have any kids yet. You might not um, have that those those responsibilities on your plate. But what are the priorities mm. that you have set up in your life that are non-negotiables? It's mm, good. Whether it's um, I go to church on Sundays, that's a priority. Like mm-hmm. wherever we go, even when we're on vacation, my husband's looking for churches for us. <laughs> To attend when we're on vacation, of course. But but it, it's so ingrained in us that this is what we do. Sundays, are, this is what yeah. we do. This is a priority, yeah, right? In our house, so um, we will find a way to attend the service or watch online or do something where we are getting fed spiritually mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning. Because mm-hmm. that is what you do on Sundays. You go to church. Mm-hmm. So. We're talking about priorities and why they're important. And a lot of times we find when there are family dynamics that are off or you just can't get into a rhythm, there's a challenge, there's a struggle. A lot of that stems from out-of-order priorities. It's true. Where there are conversations not happening, where where someone is putting their own needs above the needs of the mm-hmm. whole. Mm-hmm. And that happens. And sometimes it's necessary. I have to do this in order for this to happen. But if that is your your um, your go-to, is that if that is your pattern of living, then there's something that is out of order. Mm-hmm. Especially when there are other people who are affected or connected to your life that will be affected by what you're doing. You you do not get to make unilateral decisions for mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. when it affects other people. And that I think is that is what being in relationship is. Mm-hmm. It's what being in marriage is. It's what being a parent is. It's what being a good friend is. It's what being a good sibling or daughter, son, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. It's establishing healthy priorities and boundaries. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about excesses here. We're talking about healthy um, boundaries and priorities in mm-hmm. your life where um, you understand that everything is not about me. Mm-hmm. In the family. Family changes that. It changes. It's not all about me. There might be moments where it's all yeah. about you. And there needs to be. And <laughs> then the family be. goes, this is for you. This is for you now. The wife, the husband are like, this is exactly. your moment. This is your time. Exactly. Like if and, all of yeah. our kids were freaking out all at the same time, then we look at them. What's the priority? Is someone bleeding? Is somebody like, yeah. um, seriously, who needs, who needs the most right now? Yeah. And you prioritize. Right. That's the same in life. You prioritize what is most important right. in this season. Yes. And how do I prioritize that? And one way I can put it is when you step into a family, you you, you get married. Okay, I'm speaking as a man, well, most likely probably two men right now, husbands, or those desire to get married. I, I believe this. This is the way I see it is if you are driven 
when you get married, it will require you to slow down. <laughs> it will require you to slow down. And that's not a bad thing, no. but that is what is required. This is what I've seen is people live a single life and man, you're just running and gunning and doing your thing. But, um, but it's not that God wants to extract success or drive no. from you. It's just a priority change. And it's good for you. It is good for you. It is good for them. And 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 because um, I think sometimes we try to live married like we're single. It doesn't work. It's like that is cannot work. Yeah, priorities are changed. Why? The Bible says the husband shall love his wife as Christ loved the church. Priority change. All right. So what is? I think my wife mentioned this somewhat, but priorities is this or wrong priorities. Is, is value placed on the wrong thing or the wrong amount of value at the wrong time? Yep. So, so, <laughs> so this is the, the, the priorities are kind of a moving piece yeah. per se based on the nuances of, yeah. of life. Yeah. But we got to know what they are and we ought, we need to, you know, um, I'm telling you, <laughs> divorce happens because priorities are skewed. People get hurt and they're like, forget this. I'm doing my thing. And I, I, you know, we see it happen and it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't, doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't. And we know that really ultimately, and my husband mentioned this, the number one priority in your life should be the Lord. Number one, number one priority is Jesus. So whatever that means, Wherever you get your time with Jesus, yeah. you make your schedule around that. Yeah. <laughs> um, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The right priorities, it, 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 it allows God to just be like, here you go. You put me first, mm -hmm. and I'm going to meet your needs. Not that he doesn't. He's a good God. He's a faithful God, and he's a loving God. Um, but that scripture is there for a reason because he understands that whatever we make a priority in our life is the thing that we're going to serve. You will serve whatever you prioritize. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, serve me, make me a priority and serve me first mm -hmm. and then see how all of these other things will align in your life as a result. Yeah. And let me read the scripture. We're going to go to the next point here in a minute, but first Timothy chapter five, verse eight. So uh, here it is. This is speaking of priorities as well. If anyone fails to provide for his own and especially for those of his own family, somebody say priorities. Priorities. He has denied the faith by disregarding its precepts and is worse than an unbeliever who fulfills his obligation in these matters. Okay. So, so there you go. That, that's priority. When you step into family, that family becomes a priority. When you step into marriage, that marriage is the absolute priority ministry and the duty outside the home is secondary. Yeah. But that duty, that role, that vocation you have as a man is how you provide, but it should never be the thing. Like let's not sacrifice our marriage or sacrifice our family on the altar of our drive for success. It happens every day, yeah. but Let's use our drive to provide. You see the, the priority is different. So this is to provide, not for me to climb on the mountain or the ladder of success. <laughs> it is to provide. Mm -hmm. That is the reason. 
Okay, Will, can that bring success? Yes. yes. Is God anti-success? No. no. But is God anti-success being an idol? Yes. 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 Okay. So here it is. It's here. all about it's all about idolatry. It's, it's order. It's order. It's putting the right things in order. Order. In your life. Okay. Order. So, okay. Right. So here it is. If it's not here, it is. You, you, here's some practical language around this. If it's not a win-win, if it's not a win for her and a win for me, a win for me, a win for her, it is a lose-lose. So win-lose equals lose-lose. Lose-win equals lose-lose. Okay. Win-win. Equals win win. win. Okay. <laughs> and this is where maturity comes into play as yes. well because you have to really understand the season of life you're in and understand that there's got to be some give. Like our days, while we have a certain schedule, they don't always look the same. So there has to be give mm -hmm. in those days to allow yep. for, for things to shift and move. We don't have to be so rigid that we can't allow for, for movement. Mm -hmm. So right. it's all it's all tied in. Yeah. Watch. We're going to get to the next thing here. Point number two. <laughs> Point number two. Here it is. We're going to go into this um, culture of honor. Okay. This yeah. kind of really is connected to priorities. But you notice how priorities are so important because you set the tone. Mm -hmm. This is the, 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 for lack of a better phrase, the rule of our house mm -hmm. is the priorities, the standard, yeah. the pattern we set yeah. is God first, marriage second, kids third. And then everything else after that. Kids, okay? Family. Yeah. family. So here we go. So Ephesians 6, verse 1 to 4. I'm going to read this quickly, okay? Mm -hmm. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 4. Children, <laughs> obey your parents in the Lord. That is, accept their guidance and discipline as his representatives. <laughs> for this is right, for obedience teaches wisdom and self-discipline. Verse 2, honor, esteem, value as precious your father and your mother, and be respectful to them. Mm -hmm. This is the first commandment with promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may have a long life on the earth. Verse four, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Do not exasperate them to the point of resentment with demands that are trivial or unreasonable or humiliating or abusive, mm -hmm. nor by showing favoritism or indifference to any of them, mm -hmm. but bring them up tenderly with loving kindness in the discipline and instruction of the, Lord. of the Lord. Hey guys, don't you just love that scripture? Like, I love the Amplified. You'll notice that a lot of the scripture references will have extra words in them. Um, I love reading the Amplified because it literally amplifies um, certain words um, in the scripture. And I love this scripture because it talks about honor. And um, it's such an interesting word because... Um, I believe that there's some things in, in, in our culture today that teaches us, well, we don't have to honor that if, if this, or I don't have to do that if this, but listen, remember that as believers, we live by a different code. That's right. <laughs> we don't live by, by worldly standards. Yes, we live in this world. So we adapt and we adjust according to the world that we live in. And we live, um, peaceably and mm -hmm. in harmony mm -hmm. in this world. But we live our lives, our internal code mm. is different than everybody else's. So why is honor important? Mm. It teaches the value of people. Mm. This is good. Honor values people for who they are, not what they do, how much money they have, or even who they know. Honor values people. Mm. Bottom line. Yep. And that's what honor means. By definition, she, she read it, is value. And so if you look at this scripture, 
it's speaking of the family. Yeah. The family. This is, yeah. The family. Specific. Every, I mean, aspect of the family and specifically biological family, the home, yeah. the household. And what is it all about? Mm. Honor, value. All right. And I think sometimes, even in our parenting, <laughs> you know, and I mean, in humanity, yeah. <laughs> is we sometimes our kids get a message that we value their success more than them. Yeah. We value their grades more than them. We value <laughs> how they behave in public so it doesn't bring shame to our name more than them. <laughs> now, I get everything I just said is important. It is important because when your child pitches a fit yeah, yeah. in the middle of the store, <laughs> you're not like, oh, I value your expression right now. No parent is saying that when you're trying right. to get shopping done and your child is having a temper tantrum right. in the middle of the floor. Anyway, that's but, an aside. <laughs> but I don't vow, like, and we do this without realizing and because we want our kids to be good children. Well. We want them to do well. <laughs> we want them to be respectful. We, I think intuitively, um, by nature as parents, it's like, it's just normal. But I think we need to filter that through we want our kids to know we value them. Yeah. And so, um, and, and that it's not about what you do and how you do it. That is a part of parenting. But we're very particular about value in our home. Yeah. And this is going to get over into some details now yeah. because sometimes we do things for the purpose of, you know, parents do things for the purpose of obedience. But I think we need to think about honor. Yeah. Think about honor, like that we do things to show to show them that we value them and that we want to teach them to value yeah. people. Yeah. Value others. Culture of honor is like fertile soil for people to grow and to flourish because it creates this space where people can freely be um, who God's called them to be. Um, it really is a validation of a person and their emotions. Today's culture, let me tell you this, today's, today's culture will tell you to validate somebody else if they agree with you. If they have the same, they have the same uh, emotions as you, same belief system as you, um, and that is a wrong foundational belief for believers. Mm -hmm. I don't just value you because you believe what I believe. I don't just value you because Political you live view. the way that, yeah. that I live. You do things the way that I do. So I'm going to value you a little more than somebody who does something completely different. It's not based on those things. We are here to honor people. This is another human being. So I am going to bring mm -hmm. value. I'm going to um, honor them for the person they are um, and not necessarily... Uh, because I like them. <laughs> and I'm not saying that that um, <laughs> that you have to try and, and be friends with everybody. Hear my heart here. Um, we're talking about valuing people. Jesus came to die for the world. That means he died even for the people who were crucifying him. That is our standard. The Bible doesn't say that we hate our enemies says that we love them and pray for them. Honor. Mm -hmm. Honor. People. Value. Value. People. And I think 
um, we need to challenge ourselves in this. To be more like Jesus, we need to see the value in others. And that value can then be, it turns around and it, it really is essentially how we value ourselves. It, it all goes back to, listen, all goes back to, we know the, the first two most important commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, there you go. Value. Value. People. Honor people. Mm-hmm. This touches everything. And, everything. And in our house, this plays out in very specific ways. So we have two rules in our house. And I came up with these rules. Um, I learned them from another pastor, uh, but they're they're the rules I've initiated. So we for our kids, if you ask them, hopefully they remember. Uh, maybe not. Uh, but I, I, if they if they if they cross a line in one of these, then I do ask them what are the two rules in this house. The two rules in our house are this for our kids: is honor your mother. It's number one, and number two is no lying. Okay. And yeah. so why honor your mother? Why not honor your father? Because honoring me is a given and I'll deal with that <laughs> if it doesn't. I want them to know that I live, the head of this home lives for her honor. I want them to know that that's data's rule in this house, honor mama. If we honor mama, everything's going to be okay. If you don't, there's going to be a problem, right? Because you are dishonoring my wife, number one, and your mother, number two. She was my wife before she was your mother, so you need to honor her and value her. (laughs) She likes that rule. She loves that rule. Right? So honor your mother. Number two, don't lie. Why not lie? It's wrong. It's a sin. Yes, but why? It's dishonoring. dishonoring. There is a no lying policy. Lying destroys relationships. It will destroy your relationship with God, and it will destroy your relationship Mm -hmm. with the people that you're lying to Mm -hmm. and those that experience the lies you're telling. Lying kills relationship lying fundamentally is dishonor how many of you know if there's one characteristic about the devil that's very specific that he is the father of father of what lies so it is demonic in nature it is demonic it is devilish and um it dishonors so so those are the rules so there's certain words we so this gets down to words right this gets down to things like words we don't use in our houses shut up we don't say shut up the only thing we can say shut up to is the devil. We can tell the kids, you can tell the devil to shut up all day. In the name of Jesus, shut up. But you don't tell anybody. It doesn't matter. We don't care who it is. Little things we tell them. It's like even when they run, go into school, we drop them off at school and kind of we drop them off outside and we kind of watch them walk through the gate there. And there's always some kind of, back in the day, we called them yard duty. They call me our, are they called you our narcs so. or something? Uh, oh no, is that like the next, junior high, we called them narcs. Um, anyway, sorry, sorry. No, no. So, you know, they got the little vest on. They got yes, the little, yeah, yeah. Duty. okay, yeah. Duty. But we always tell them, hey, when you walk by them, say good morning. Say hello. Acknowledge Why? people. Honor, value. There's a person Honor. there. There's an adult there. Yeah. They're there actually making sure you get in this year exactly. safely. Acknowledge them. Doesn't matter what the person is doing. It could be somebody who is who's wiping down your table, who's cleaning, who's vacuuming the floor. You acknowledge people. You honor people. What they're doing is not the reason for you to honor them. You honor them because that is another person right there. And you acknowledge them, acknowledge that they exist, and um, treat them with respect and honor. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we have a no lying policy in our house. That is an instant punishment. Like yes. and there's there are instant consequences, whatever, whatever it is. And yes, of course, there's a process because we yeah. want them to tell the truth and yeah. we want them to feel safe enough to, tell us. to come and tell us the truth. 
Um, but you know, as parents, sometimes we see things before. So you give them the space. We try and give them the space. So if we know that, that, that there's something happening here and they're not telling us everything, we try and give them that space to be able to come correct. And even when they come correct, they need to know that there are always consequences to dishonesty. It's good. It might come quick from us, but in this world, eventually your dishonesty yeah. you will, <laughs> will catch up with you. You will reap a harvest. You will. And so, you'll reap a harvest of honor. Because yeah. honor always has a reward. Yeah. There's always a blessing attached to yeah. honor. And this yeah. is a spiritual truth. Yeah. This is a spiritual law yeah. that honor has a reward every yeah. time. And this is tied into the one, one of the ways that we teach them to create honor is to create self-disciplines. Mm. And self-disciplines, like even the words that you use, it's a discipline. Like for kids, they just want to say whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want. Mm -hmm. And we're teaching them there are certain disciplines you create for yourself. So it breeds a mentality of honor. I'm not going to say this because this will dishonor this person. Mm -hmm. So that is one of the foundational things we teach our kids, creating self-disciplines. So it then creates a mentality of honor and value in them. All right. So number one, priorities. Yep. Okay. I, if you're out there and you're listening to this or watching this, I want you to go back and listen to this again. I really mm -hmm. do. I think this is just real helpful. I think it's just a yeah. good refresh for home life, family life, family. Life, yeah. And you, can, you don't need to be married to, nope. to receive these know. like priorities. <laughs> hey, that that's universal. Right. And, and, it, and if you desire a, like to get married and, and you're not, and you're, Yes, priorities. This is so important. Um, we could talk all day about yeah, it. Because it's tied to your your the whole body. Mind, body, spirit. Priorities. Priorities. It feeds it will feed everything. Everything. Relationships, life. everything. Friendships. Put God first. Roommates. Yeah, it spills over into everything. Yep. Your mind, your sanity, your peace, um, your body, your body will feel the stress of things that are out of priority in your mm -hmm. life, but it has to be fed by your spirit. If your spirit man is weak, everything else is just going to be overwhelming. Yep. Priorities. Priorities. And then next, a culture of honor. And so that is so important. Yeah. Um, I, that you cannot underestimate that. Mm -mm. That is key. Yeah. That is key. All right. And so here we go. We're going to talk about just some practical things. We've yeah. kind of touched on some, but we're going to go into, and so this is the last point, if you will. And it's just a few words here. It's not really a point. It's just kind of saying what we're going to do. <laughs> here's but, the practical side. Yeah. Pra here's that, some actionables yeah. and how we do it. This so, is how we make priorities yeah. and create a culture. Of yeah. yeah. And so this doesn't, these aren't rules for you. No. We're just telling you how we do it. So what we're saying is don't live without priority, proper priority, mm -hmm. and wherever you are, whatever environment you are in, at home, work, whatever, be a person of honor. Yeah. So based on those two yeah. things, priorities and honor, we're just going to share kind of how we are learning and discovering how to maybe just have some actionable, practical ways yeah. that, that <laughs> literally plays out, okay? Yeah. So here we go. I'm going to read 1 Corinthians 14, 33, and then 1 Corinthians 14, verse 40. So just those two verses. Yeah. So here we go. Verse 33. For God, who is the source of their prophesying, is not a God of confusion and disorder, but of peace, 
and order. Okay, so this is speaking of the church in context. It is speaking of the church and the gifts of the spirit. But the point is, it says that he is not a God of confusion and disorder, but of peace and order. Yeah. Okay. And he's not a split personality. No. So if he's a God. Yeah, yeah. He's not just order at church and a mess at home. No. Right. He is. If he says he's a God of order, right. um, not confusion, then that is across the board. Right. He is the same God. Yes. In all areas. Go yes. Ahead. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So First Corinthians 14, 40. 40 now. <laughs> but all things, come on, somebody say all things. things, but all things must be done appropriately and in an orderly manner. All right. Mm -hmm. um, here we go. We're going to read one more verse and then we're going to give them to you. Yep. Going to give you some really cool practical stuff. stuff. Okay. Here we go. Habakkuk. Chapter 2, uh, verse 2 and 3. Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3. And th this will apply uh, to this. Uh, then the Lord answered me and said, uh, because Habakkuk had a burden and he was troubled by what was going on around him. Mm -hmm. And so God told him this, write the vision. The vision. So you're troubled, write it down. Yep. You're bothered. Basically, God was telling him, Journal. do something about it. <laughs> Sing, journal it. Write it down. <laughs> write it down. Write it down. So don't, he was praying. He was going after God and God was like, okay, I, I see, but do something, Habakkuk, do it. So this is what he said. <laughs> write the vision, engrave it plainly on clay tablets so that one who reads it will run. For the vision is yet for the appointed future time. Yeah. It hurries toward the goal of fulfillment. It will not fail, even though it delays. Wait patiently for it because it will certainly come, it will not delay. Mm -hmm. And so the, 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 what we wanted to look at that is just a practical way of literally putting pen to paper yeah. about things, yeah. practical. So go for yeah. it, um, So one of the things to create priorities, we purposely sit down every Monday, go over our calendars for the week, um, and this in turn, it creates a space for us to honor each other, our needs, our time, um, we do this intentionally. Some of you may have even heard us heard me say, um, let me get back to you about that because we meet about our calendar on Mondays and we should be able to, to see what our schedule is like this week. So then we can schedule a time to meet or schedule a time to talk. Um, it starts there mm -hmm. for us. It has to come out of that time of conversation because we need to establish what is important. This week, what is necessary and what is what are things that we can put in our schedule where it's not overwhelming. We've learned to not overwhelm our schedule with things. There is always space left mm -hmm. um, for, for, for the unexpected. So we sit down every Monday and we go through our church calendar. We go through our personal calendar. And when we do that, um, we talk about everybody in the house. So we talk about his schedule. We talk about mine. We talk about the kids. We talk about Zari. Mm -hmm. And everybody has a calendar in the house. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> everybody. Pen to paper. What is that? I'll tell you what it is. Priorities yeah. and honor. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Everybody has a space. So Because we used to argue a lot about the yes, calendar. Yes, we did. You know why? We didn't talk about it. We used to argue a lot about things we have to do. Or he'd say, oh, I have to do this. And I'm like, you didn't tell me that. So now I have to adjust right. this. And like, I didn't tell her. Yeah, and I may... Not that I intentionally... No. It's just... And I made assumptions that, well, I'm planning this, so he must know that this is what's happening. And, and it, we had some legit frustrations about that, especially because it affects one or the other more than, than 
than than not because we have kids now. So the 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 challenge and we have the kids and we have one car. So the challenge of making all of our schedules work, um, it would manifest and we would have arguments mm -hmm. about what is important and what isn't <laughs> legit. So we started to sit down. Um, that's the same thing we did with our finances. We had to sit down and talk about mm -hmm. what is important. Like, what, what, what are we focused on this week? What are our needs this week? Is there something out of the ordinary, whether it's birthdays or parties or, or things like that, that might affect um, our budget or we have to pull, like all of those things, whatever you, you, you value, you will make time for. Mm -hmm. And we value each other. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, let's make time for this. Yeah. So everybody in our house has a spot on the calendar, as my yep. wife said. And so these are some other things we do, and we we, we just started. We just started this. We call it a marriage moment. Yeah. And so um, the, once again, uh, these are just things that work for us. That that are priority. It's a priority, and it's a way to honor one another. So yeah. our marriage moment, what we call it, is a marriage moment. Is we have it's coffee, a, a, a breakfast once a week together. As of now, Lucas still with us. <laughs> But it, but it still yeah. constitutes as a marriage moment yeah. because the kids are at school. And so what the way we've been doing it is I come up with a question mm -hmm. that we think about before and we ask. So today, as we're filming this, was our marriage moment. Yep. And the question was, what are three things you appreciate about me? And so we each would share. <laughs> what about me? About me and then about her, right? So I tell her as well. It wasn't just about me. But... <laughs> Those and he's a words of affirmation guy. So, yeah, this, so, like, totally so I love this, this question. <laughs> Guess who came up with it? Yours he truly. He came up and with it was a good time. Why do um, we do this? I, my tank is full. <laughs> Why do we do marriage moment? We have found that, um, and for other people, it could be a date night, whatever it is. But for us, it's an intentional space on our calendar. We do it because we were finding that we were, we were crossing paths and not really like, yes, we do life a lot together, but we weren't really focusing on our marriage. We won't, mm -hmm. weren't focusing specifically um, on that on a regular basis. Like we would have our date nights, but this is something that is a weekly thing, intentional thing mm -hmm. where it is about us. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about the kids. We're not talking yeah, about, it's a question about ministry. Yeah. We're not talking about, um, uh, about other things. The to-do list. No. It's just, we're talking about marriage. Right. And while those other things might come into play, um, but that moment, that the moment question is about, is about each other yeah. and about our marriage and making it better. Yeah, and sometimes it feels a little awkward. It's kind of weird because I was like, oh, what I appreciate about you is, <laughs> it feel kind of, honestly, it is the awkward. moment feels a little corny or awkward, but, <laughs> but it's okay. Like yeah. we, it's about each other mm -hmm. and maybe it feels awkward because maybe we're, we're, it's new to us to have this moment to really have a proactive yeah. type of question, and it has been a blessing. It has. It has. It and has. so other things, like I have uh, brother time with my brother. So lately it's been, uh, the last couple of weeks, I've been able to do it where we'll go and do some things together. I'll get some, him some coffee, and we'll just skate we'll, we'll, we'll cruise bit. around, skate around, or maybe even just for him and I, just we like to get things done and do things. So Work. we'll even come to the church <laughs> and get stuff done. But that's for that's me and Zari. So mm -hmm. so that there's that time. We have family breakfast. You guys have heard us talk yeah. about that. It's Saturday morning. 
we make a big breakfast to get kids get to pick a movie that we sit down and watch together. And if anything will interrupt, sometimes we do other things that are different yeah. um, on a Saturday morning, we'll readjust and say, we're changing family breakfast to family dinner, mm-hmm. family Friday, we'll have dinner and watch a movie instead. But it's something that stays on the calendar. Mm-hmm. The kids expect it. So they're always looking forward to it. And it also helps us prioritize them and spending time with them, doing what they want to do. Yeah, so once again, these practical things are just ways that we take action on priorities and creating a culture of honor. Yeah, Yeah. and we have a couple more, like for us, personal time. Like Personal time is so important, like especially for me, because (laughs) my whole week, is literally about other people's schedules, <laughs> not about mine. I, I, I'm in that mode right now where I am. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and my life revolves around <laughs> getting the kids to school, getting them home, homework, all of their stuff, um, ministry, um, him, his schedule, making sure that he's able to go and do what he needs to do. And then also I have responsibilities as well. But Fridays are the day that I get to decide what we do. That's my day. So um, honor priorities. I get time. She loves Friday. We I get do. check it. We get I in the do. car. We get we we drop the kids off, and she's like sipping her tea, <laughs> sitting shotgun. Uh, yeah. Like I'm like, and every time I look at her, I'll be like, "You love Friday, I sure do. She's like, "I sure I do." I love them. I love them because I get to define what yes. it looks like yeah. to to fill me up to have my time. And some of sometimes it's just time alone. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, I just need quiet. So just take everybody out of the house. I don't care where you take them. Just take them down the street. <laughs> um, but I just need absolute quiet because when you have three kids, a brother-in-law. And just a whole lot of noise in the house. <laughs> it is nice to just sit in the quiet mm-hmm. by myself. And we've become more intentional about that because mm-hmm. I notice yes. if I don't get that yeah. time, um, I can become a little snippy and mm-hmm. snappy. Yeah. And with everybody. Right. And and I'm like, it's necessary for me to be able to regroup. And husbands, uh, be sensitive to this, these needs. I I'll be honest with you, I kind of just let it slide. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Um, I <laughs> I did. I was like, man, things are great with me. I'm getting ministry stuff. Getting but, the skating in. Yeah, you know stuff, what I'm saying? I'm here like- so I have my me time too. But but now I felt like I've had to enforce it almost at times. Sometimes. Because you'll, you know, and, and and it's it's my fault for not even just really trying to create time, mm-hmm. stepping in. And so now we this last week or so, We've gotten a good rhythm of giving her time, even maybe though it might not have even been scheduled. It just was able to happen. Yeah. Give her a couple hours. And so um, it's a blessing. And I know I am, I am responsible and I play a part in my wife getting her time. It's not just dependent on her to make it happen. Yeah. And I, I, did, I have not done well with that historically right and yeah. it's done very well like we've really this coming out of this time of prayer and fasting it's really allowed us to sift some things in our lives and um i felt before like i had to fight right. <laughs> i had to fight right. to get my time right. and now i feel like it has now become more of a priority mm. 
We're talking about it. So yes. We're scheduling it. It goes on the calendar. There CG time. There are slots on our calendar for CG so, time. So one thing we look at, and this is something I say and something we do is, but this is how I say it. If it's not on the calendar, it's not love yet. Mm. And this is why I know that might sound very strong because in the rhythm of life, if as we read in Habakkuk, write it down yeah because it it, it's gotta you gotta follow through and i don't understand some people are just really kind of free-spirited and stuff and they make things happen i'm okay praise the lord that's awesome but there is a principle here when you got life and kids and family and ministry and demands and schedules and needs i'm telling you the calendar helps Mm -hmm. pen to paper Mm -hmm. put it in an app get an app uh, a calendar app i don't know Whatever, Whatever it, it is, is. Um, I, and I heard a pastor say that at one point. He says it's not love until it's on the calendar. <laughs> so, so, so you know what I'm saying? Somebody say, yeah, you know, the reason why um, married people don't date is because they don't commit to. Mm. Because there's always something that there gets is. in the way. There is, and so calendar it. Obligate yourself. It yeah. obligates you. Yeah. yeah. It a- does. Amen. It so, does. Yeah. No, that's good. And then for him, it's like time to recharge personally. Like he, he does a lot. (laughs) He does a lot. He works hard. So for him, it's skating, like where he needs that outlet. He'll take, take a day out of the week. Um, he'll pick a day and then he'll go skating for a couple hours and come Mm. back all refreshed and sore because he's not young. Like he once was (laughs) like recently I go to uh, South Pasadena skate park and I love to call my wife afterwards because I'm usually in a really good mood just because you know, anybody that some of y'all go to the gym, I don't, Gym, the gym's not my thing. Skateboarding is. It's very good cardio, respiratory, and core exercise. So there's my way of validating why skateboarding's so good. But anyway, but I fell so hard. Okay, and like I'm not any. I'm not a sprung chicken. Is that how you say? Spring, chicken. spring sorry, sprung, sprung. I am not a spring, spring chicken. chicken. Right. By any stretch of the imagination. Oh, man. So I tried this particular trick and I fell backwards on my tailbone and my elbow and it shocked my whole system. Okay. So I'm out there and I'm probably one of the oldest people out there aside from the friend that came with me. And he was like, are you okay, Pastor Sean? And I literally got up from falling down and I beelined to my car like a whooped puppy like i was just i was dazed and confused i felt like i was gonna puke i was hallucinating and i get to the car i just drink some water i'm sitting down on the back of our the car and my friends i was just explaining to him what just happened and i'm still like trying to come back too and he was like but are you okay I, was I told like, my wife, and she was laughing. I was so but I hard. did ask. Anyway. Listen, listen. I did. I was like, "Did you hit your head? Because if you no, hit no. your head, you need to go no. to the." But the I was hospital. saying it at that point in a comical way. We had a good laugh. <laughs> we did. We did. But it's good. It was I, funny because he thinks he can do all the same things he used to do when yeah. he was like twenty years old, and I'm like, "Hi, like but chill out." The here. point is, chill it the out. point is, she knows I need that. <laughs> he does. And I love to tell her the he stories. Does. He does. Okay, um, one of the things we let the kids do is um, over their break, spring break, Christmas break, summer break, they create a list. They have their little bucket list. And we do our best to knock everything off their bucket list. Um, 
because you know when they have all this free time you have to create some structure for them because they will just run wild <laughs> if you don't have a structure for them or give them something to look forward to so every spring break every christmas break every summer break we're like make your list one of the things we did once um we ended up in Ventura. I don't know how we ended up in Ventura. We were, I think we're heading to Santa Barbara. Yes. But we ended up stopping in Ventura. We just ended up staying there. I don't know why we did that. But we were driving around. I think we drove through. We drove through. And drove through it stop. and then said wanted to come back as a result. Yeah. Anyway. And um, we got out, walked along the water and stuff. But then Gia saw this giant yes. target there. But it was late and we're like, we have to drive home now. We're not going to be able to go. And she was really super disappointed that she couldn't go to the giant Target. Yeah. So we're Our like, kids we'll are come easy back. to please. Yeah, they're very easy to please. So we're like, we'll come back to Ventura. And um, just didn't think about it for a while. She brought it up and then eventually put it on our calendar. Calendar. And we said, this is when we're going to take them. We were like, we have a surprise for you. Yeah. And we drove to Ventura. So Gia could go to Target. <laughs> and it was, there it was some cool stuff yeah, around there. A, it was a little like shopping, shopping area, area and stuff mall. like that. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. And so we I'm did like, some shopping. Yeah, we did some shopping. We got some sneakers. We did. We that's did. Where we bought we, me some shoes. That's where we got those cool black uh, Converse. Converse. It, was win -win. Yeah. it was a win-win. It was a win-win. It was a win-win-win-win-win for it was, everybody. It was win all around. All around. But um, they things. get to have their place too. We're talking about value. We're talking about priorities. We're talking about honor. We want to honor um, their contribution to this family as well. And these are some of the practical things that we do as a family um, to give everybody a voice, to give everybody a space, and to show and to teach our kids. But also, they're teaching us too how to value their opinion, to think their feelings and emotions, because there are things that maybe when we were kids, I don't know that our parents were like, how do you feel? What do you? How do you feel about this decision we made? We didn't really have those kinds of conversations. It was a, this is what we're gonna do, and not that we don't have those moments with our kids, but we give them space yeah. to be able to contribute to the family because this is their family too. Mm -hmm. We want them to feel safe mm -hmm. in this environment, to be able to be all that they they can be, but to also foster healthy relationship with them as well. Yeah, and so we're gonna pray for you guys yeah. right now. We're gonna pray over you for this. Um, and just pray that um, we as a community and we as individuals, as, as families in our community, continue to do family even better. Yeah. So Father, right now yes, in Jesus' Lord. name, we thank you, God, for everybody joining in today. We yes, pray God. that you, God, bless them, bless yes, the home, Lord. bless the family. I yes, pray God. that, that Lord, Holy Spirit, that you convict us in areas where, mm -hmm. where we haven't, the priorities are off, the, yeah. the priorities are out of whack, or just they need to be adjusted. Yeah. So I pray, Holy Spirit, you show us how to adjust those yes, priorities Lord. when it comes to the home and the family, kids, yes. marriage, friends, yes. roommates, whatever the context mm -hmm. is. We pray, God, that Holy Spirit, you give us the proper priorities. Yes. And I pray, God, that we would be a people of honor, yes. that our homes would be a place where we yes, experience God. honor yes. from others and honor through us to others. We pray for a healthy families, mm -hmm. marriages, mm -hmm. and homes yes. in Hopeland Church. Yes, we Lord. pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. I hope you enjoyed the message. And my prayer is that you will change your world as a result. If you're ever in the LA area, 
Join us for one of our weekend gatherings. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Peace.